0: I want to thank my friends, Michelle and Vanessa, for the suggestion of uh, the Business of Belonging by David Spinks, which is a book about building communities. So I wanted to go find a good article summarizing some of the key takeaways from that book. And I recommend and I'm sure they would too, that you go and read the book. But uh, here are some key takeaways. This is called 15 key community building takeaways from the book, Business of Belonging by David Spinks. Also, my fan letter for David and his book. Um, This is from Nityesh, Nityesh Agarwal. And I'm sorry if I mispronounced that. Here we go. David is the founder of CMX, a community of community professionals and has helped in building hundreds of communities at companies like Udemy and Google using his frameworks. In his book, Business of Belonging, he discusses how a business can create a customer community and use it as an extension of their teams to achieve measurable results in all areas of the business, like product, marketing, content, and support. What community does, is it extends the capacity and impact of each of those teams by organizing community members to contribute to the same kinds of projects and goals. Takeaway number one, use community as an extension of your other teams. David understands this space very deeply because he has built and advised a lot of business communities. As I was reading this book, I felt like David knew about all my struggles and desires as a community manager. He has written one of those rare actionable books that I have put to work right away. My work email is filled with Kindle notes and highlights I sent from this book to myself. It is extremely practical and has no fluff. It is no overstatement to say that this book has changed the trajectory of my career as a community professional restarting my career in community building. Like a lot of other community professionals, I got into the community industry accidentally. I was hired as a community manager for my company before I even graduated due to a cold email I sent to the CEO. I couldn't have asked for a better first job, but six months in and I was already thinking about transitioning to become a marketer or product manager. That's because I wanted to build my career in a team that leads the business. Marketing does it by selling the product and product does it by creating it. Compared to them, customer community felt more of a liability than an asset to the business. I thought creating a sense of belonging is good, but it can't earn money. David's book has caused a shift in my perspective. Well, actually it was the first chapter of his book where he discusses how community can be the competitive advantage for a business. It is the one thing that competitors cannot copy. One reason that community is becoming more important is that it's becoming much easier to build products, but it's always going to be very difficult to copy a community. Takeaway number two. Communities are built on relationships. This makes them difficult to copy. He also argues that community can improve retention for the business by adding an emotional layer to switching costs. To leave your product would mean leaving their people, their relationships, and sacrificing the social capital they've earned within your community. There's a social cost to leaving your product. Takeaway number three. Community improves customer retention by adding an emotional layer to switching costs. After reading the first chapter, it felt like I've been let in on a secret to building a better business. I remember feeling so pumped up after reading it that I finished the rest of the book by the next week. Creating the community strategy. In the second chapter, he dives deep into how to create a community strategy that can create a measurable impact on the business. One of the big themes of his book is that building an engaged community and achieving business goals should be two sides of the same coin. The key is to communicate how community engagement is also achieving business goals that impact revenue and growth. They both matter business goals without a focus on building an authentic healthy community will result in low engagement and trust community engagement goals without a focus on achieving business goals will result in an underfunded under supported community team takeaway number four focus on initiatives that improve community health by improving business health prioritizing stuff with the three levels of community strategy. David and his team has developed a simple strategy for structuring and measuring a community strategy called the three levels of community strategy. Um, And there's a handful of infographics here, by the way. Um, Again, as always, there's going to be a link in the show notes. I would uh, recommend that you click on it and take a look at them because he outlines some of the key points here. I'll describe this one though, business level, how your number one is business level, how your community program will drive revenue for your company. Number two is the community level, how your community will grow and become more healthy and engaged over time. And Number three, tactical level, the specific initiatives and improvements you work on in order to build a healthy, engaged community and achieve the business outcomes. Whenever I create a strategy for my own community, I refer back to this framework. This three level strategy framework forces me to think about the business needs before I start brainstorming new community initiatives. That's important because it's easy to get lost into thinking about community improvement ideas without tying them back to the company's goals. Using the three-level framework makes me confident about the direction I set for our community. Since reading this book, I've had multiple conversations with CEOs and directors at our company where I confidently present ambitious strategies involving the community. Deprioritizing stuff with the spaces model. Everyone I talk to at the company has been part of some online community. So they all have ideas on improving our community. Introduce a voting system, incentivize people with badges, create interest-based groups, something with social media. Let's crowdsource content and tons of other such interesting suggestions. These seem like obviously good ideas. So I thought that it was my responsibility to experiment with as many of them as I could make uh, the community really shine, but David space's model serves as a helpful reminder to not stretch myself too thin. His team has identified six measurable business outcomes that the community can drive. Uh, and again, this acronym is uh, spaces, uh, S for support, customer service and support P for product innovation, feedback, R and D acquisition growth marketing sales contribution is c uh, collaboration and crowdsourcing e for engagement customer experience retention loyalty and the final s for success customer success and advancement David warns that community builders in small teams should focus on just one or two of these outcomes unless they wanna set themselves up for failure. Choosing my focus area makes it easier to explain why I'm deprioritizing someone's suggestion. Takeaway number five, narrow your focus if you have a small community team. Uh, Strategic to to tactical. David's book structure beautifully mirrors his three levels of community strategy. He discusses high level strategic stuff in the first few chapters, and then smoothly moves into discussing the practical nitty gritties. Every chapter just flows into the next one. In the third chapter, David writes how community builders are essentially reinforcing a social identity of their members. What stood out for me was the simple formula he presented for coming up with new community ideas. There's a good chance that everyone has some part of their identity where they feel lonely. There's always an opportunity for community. You just need to find the isolated identity. Takeaway number six, to find new community ideas, look for parts of people's identity where they feel lonely. In the fourth one, he discusses community participation. It is in this chapter that he presents the answer to every community builder's problem, how to increase engagement in the community. His answer, love your lurkers, but prioritize your creators. Generally, you wanna focus your engagement strategy on the inner circles, the Pareto principle Applies here, which predicts that roughly 80% of the content in your community will be created by 20% of your members. You'll grow your community a lot faster by working to get that 20% to double their commitment than by trying to get the other 80% of your community to increase their commitment by fivefold. Takeaway number seven to increase community engagement, focus on the top 20% of your members fifth chapter is all about incentives people often suggest votes points and other gamification tactics like they are the holy grail to building a better community after all these are what they have seen working in large online communities like reddit with upvote downvote hacker news uh, upvotes and even facebook with likes I've always felt icky about using such incentives, but I had trouble putting my ickiness into words. Thankfully, David did it for me by one differentiating between intrinsic and extrinsic motivators. Uh, Motivation comes in two forms, intrinsic and extrinsic Uh, Two, talking about the superiority of intrinsic motivation. Of course, communities work best when members are primarily intrinsically motivated. It's a requirement for true, deep communities. You need members who are there not to receive external rewards, but because they genuinely care about the community and the other members. Three, yet not dismissing the power of extrinsic rewards. Reinforce the intrinsic motivations with praise, social validation, and other extrinsic rewards. Takeaway number eight, focus on improving intrinsic motivation of your members by giving them autonomy, mastery, and purpose. Takeaway number nine, reinforce the intrinsic motivation with extrinsic rewards like increase in status, networking opportunities, special access, and perks. In the sixth chapter, David discusses how to design community spaces and experiences. This is where things get really practical. If you thought the rest of the book had practical advice, you are in for a treat in this one. There's. Too much meat in this chapter for me to summarize in this article, but here are the pieces that I've already put to practice. The importance of both asynchronous and synchronous experiences. Asynchronous experiences provide breadth. Synchronous experiences provide depth. I realized that my community only ever interacted asynchronously so i've started bringing small groups of people together for video chats it's so exciting to meet the people behind those avatars takeaway number 10 create opportunities for your community to interact both synchronously and asynchronously the key is repetition and consistency David says that the key to building a habit of coming back amongst your members is to have recurring experiences daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, and annually. Here, I realized that I didn't have enough monthly, quarterly, or annual experiences. So now I'm brainstorming some. The takeaway number 11, design daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, and annual repeating events to build habit amongst your community members. The seven P's of community experience design. David suggests that before creating any shared experience, figure out the seven P's of that experience, people, purpose, place, participation, policy, promotion, and performance. I recently put together a community council comprising of the top participants. Sketching out the seven P's before starting it forced me to think about the tactical stuff. Now I feel much better than I did before doing the exercise. Takeaway number 12. Decide on the core fundamentals of your community by figuring the seven P's. People, purpose, place, participation, policy, promotion, and performance. The fundamental question what platform should you use to host your online community? Online, a forum with 10 people in it will feel empty. In a group chat with a thousand in it will feel extremely overwhelming. My community of thousands lives on a discourse forum, but I created a discord chat room to bring the 10 people of the community council together. And I'm going to do the same for every new subgroup that I create. Takeaway number 13, use online forums for large communities, chat-based forums for small communities. Tell your members how to participate. Putting people in a room together is not enough for creating a community. You have to tell them how to successfully interact with each other. So these days I'm creating guides and playbooks to help my community members understand how to participate. So takeaway number 14 is tell your members how to participate. And the final chapter has tips and tricks for the community builder. Here David shares advice to help the community builder manage their emotions and be successful in their role. My favorite is the one where he explains the power of personal invitations. You can use personal invitations to facilitate engagement as well. In the online communities I run, we always have a rule that every question must get at least three quality answers in 24 hours. If it's not happening organically, we make it happen. I'll start messaging other members privately and ask them to jump in and answer the question. To the person who asked the question, it still looks like organic growth. They just see that a few people answered the question. To the person I asked to help, they feel good because I let them know that I consider them an expert and that they're helping the community in a meaningful way. What a great little hack to create a win-win situation for everyone in the community. So takeaway number 15, be the matchmaker in your community. In today's world, information is abundant, but belonging is scarce. There's an opportunity for building community all around us. I now aspire to create and lead the community team that creates a competitive moat around the business. With David's lessons, I feel confident that I'll get to do it soon. When I do get to do so, I'll be sure to give a copy of this book to every new community person that I hire. Okay, that's a cool summary. Uh, Thank you, Michelle and Vanessa, for the suggestion. I'm definitely going to check out that book myself and read it in full. Hope you guys have an awesome day.